Hey, and welcome back to the Odd Gaming Podcast, the podcast with two best friends talk about gaming, retro nostalgia, and every single reel that we jump off of. As always, my name is Stuart. I'm joined by the illustrious Eduardo. Illustrious Eduardo. We're back. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. People wonder if people thought we died or something. No, no, just, you know, the thing called life. Yeah, life happens. You know, we, we try to make new episodes because I know we promised on ins- the Instagram that we were. But yeah, life happened. But we're still here. We're still doing our thing. We're still gaming. It's just, yeah, being an adult sucks sometimes. That's just yeah. how it goes. Absolutely. But we were able to, you know, take a little bit of a, a backseat from it, get some things figured out, but also did a lot of thinking about the channel and the podcast, but also playing a ton of games. So yep. we've got a ton to talk about. Uh, we did some really cool stuff last weekend that we're going to talk about. So we definitely have a lot to pack this episode with. Um, so, man, let's just get into it. But uh, what have uh, what have you been playing the last few weeks? <laughs> I mean, besides I, besides the big one, but let, let's yeah. talk about, you know, some of the games you've been dabbling in. And I know you recently beat a game, too, so. Yeah, uh, what game did I beat? What game did I beat? I don't remember. It's your friendly neighborhood. Uh... Oh, yeah, Spider-Man. Friendly yeah, neighborhood there, there, Spider-Man. Yeah, I was like, I don't even know what I beat anymore. Yeah, I finally <laughs> beat Spider-Man because I know I was talking about that on the podcast, the past recent ones. Yeah, that game is awesome. It was a lot of fun it's very immersive like i felt like i was spider-man the entire time the bosses were great there's so much stuff you can do and i'm definitely now very very ready for spider-man 2 very excited for that game especially after seeing the all the videos and all the gameplay and kind of what you're going to be able to do i'm amazed i know you you are too because you're the one that told me hey have you seen it It, they're showing spider-man gameplay it's so awesome then i watched it like 10 minutes later i was like Holy crap, this is amazing. But yeah, Spider-Man beat that, bought Starfield. Okay. Haven't got too much into it. So far, it's okay. It's fun, but it's okay. Um, it's sure. Bethesda promised a lot of things that just really aren't there. Lots of loading screens. It's not as immersive as they said it was going to be. So slightly disappointed in that. It looks like every other Bethesda game. Um. But you know, I'm I'm still gonna play it eventually. But it's just one of those. I think once I'm, they do more patches and updates on it, it'll get better. But just as of right now, it's one of those. I'll just probably hold off on it for a bit. But yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. What about you, man? So uh, let's see. So last time we talked on the podcast, I was uh, starting to play through Bloodborne. So I completed a hundred percented, finished all the trophies and everything for Bloodborne. That is now a top five game for me. That is an incredible game. I should have played it a long time ago. I was just too scared. Uh, but now I'm I'm hooked on that style of game now. Um, the soul style, I, I plan on playing a lot of others. Uh, definitely, you know, dip my toes in it uh, for that one. But what an incredible game. I mean, it, it came out in 2015 and the graphics still hold up today. I mean, it still looks incredible. Uh, that game plays amazing. The, the story... And the world they created is one of the most immersive video game worlds I've dive, dove into. Uh, it, it just fully immerses you. It, it almost gave me the same feeling I got when I went to like Rapture and Bioshock for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like it's just this super well thought out world that paints this great story that just immerses you in it. And they do such a good job at immersing you in this world. 
And I think that's one of the best games, in my opinion, to do that. And Bioshock, again, was one of my other ones. Uh, that's a huge thing. The bosses are amazing. Crazy challenging, but amazing. Uh, again, the story is awesome. The weapon. I mean, there's not one bad thing in the game, in my opinion. Uh, it's definitely worth playing. I did follow walkthroughs for it because it was my first time doing it. Uh, it is, if you're not following walkthroughs, uh, it can definitely be challenging to figure out what to do and where to go next. Uh, that would definitely be a challenge because it does not hold your hand. If you've ever played any other FromSoft Souls games, uh, they do not hold your hand at all. It's, here you go, here's a game, figure it out. Um, which helps with the immersion a lot too. The fact that you're not having all these screens pop up. Uh, staying like, oh, you need to press triangle for this and press R1 for this. And you just kind of figure things out. It definitely helps with the immersion uh, as well as the storyline. But anyways, yeah, that I, I'm super glad I beat that game finally. Uh, again, it's a top five game for me now. Uh, I can't wait to play some of the other games now in the series. Um, but that kind of leads us into the game we're both playing right now. Yeah. Uh, which is Lies of P. Lies of P, man. It is amazing if if you haven't gotten a copy of liza p go grab it right now after the podcast mm -hmm. go buy the game it is amazing yeah it's uh i think listening to you throughout like because you were definitely you were like in it for bloodborne you were 100 oh, yeah. in it like um for all you listeners out there yeah no every single day he would text me or call me to give me updates on where he's at and what's going on and his frustrations in life during Bloodborne. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah. But yeah, he'd be like, oh, I'm doing the walkthrough. The guy said to do this, this, this. I'm doing it. I'm dying. He told me this to do with the boss, but he didn't mention this about the boss. So now I had to figure this out on my own. But you were like, you beat it. And yeah, then you finally yeah. sent me that uh, 100% achievement completed. And oh, yeah. I was like, man. But listening to, uh, listening to you the past, like however many weeks it was that you were playing, it got me excited. I was like, man, I really need to play Bloodborne now. And then also we were seeing stuff for Lies of Peace. I'm like, I'm kind of pretty excited about this game just because you've been playing Bloodborne. And we finally picked it up, and it's been an amazing, amazing experience. I don't know if you want to talk about a little kind of what you've thought, what you think about the game so far. Sure, absolutely. So uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's actually – from a really unknown uh, developer from South Korea called NeoWiz. And it's a Souls-like game. Uh, so it's based in like an 1800s uh, France. And basically it's a very loose interpretation of the story of Pinocchio. It's based on it. Um, and that's where a lot of the characters come. And it's not the Disney Pinocchio. It's the, the original uh, work of art. Very far from Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's original novel is what they're going off. Carlo Collodi uh, and not the Disney version. Um, but basically, long story short, there's a frenzy, a puppet frenzy that takes over. The puppets basically get a mind of their own and start attacking, killing, spreading a virus all over the city called Krat. Uh, and then basically Pinocchio is selected to defeat it. Basic plot analysis there. Um, but the game is, one, it is gorgeous. I mean, we can both agree on that. Like, the game oh, is amazing. The, the world is incredible. Like, I... I don't know if you've looked there you're where you're at right now. There's definitely certain spots, but have you looked over and just looked at the city? Um, yeah, no, there's, there's definitely just, I think times in the game where if, if there is no enemies around me, yeah. I'll just kind of stop and just honestly just stare at 
the game and just like the areas that I'm in. There mm-hmm. is so much detail. I love the kind of that gothic, dark, I don't know, there's kind of a somewhat of a steampunk feel to it. Yes. Um, but it's just, it is a gorgeous game. They put so much detail into it. Mm-hmm. Just like Bloodborne, it's it's very immersive. You just kind of have to figure it out as you go. Yep. And enemies are super cool. Each enemy, none of them are the same. They've all got their own thing. And like the puppets, they are creepy. That they're like puppets that nightmares are made out of. When you think of a terrifying puppet that wants to like kill you and haunt you in your dreams, or not dreams, but nightmares, that's that's what these puppets are. And they're all challenging in their own in their own way. And I think it's so awesome how each puppet that you face, each different type of puppet, has their own unique set of skills, and you have to just try and figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. You can't just hack and slash. And I think that's been one of my favorite things about this game because I'm not used to these style of games it's not something i've ever really played i've maybe dabbled in dark souls like for 10 minutes a little bit in elden ring not a lot maybe a couple hours in elden ring so i'm very new to this style of gameplay but it's been amazing but yeah no just the the way the game looks and just everything about it it's gorgeous Mm -hmm. yeah they they put so much like little detail nuances into the game there's a lot of secrets I'm finding too, with no spoilers that are just they really add even more to the game. Uh, but yeah, I mean this this game is incredible. First off, it is very difficult. So yeah. if you haven't played a game like this before, it, there there's definitely a a boundary there uh, and a price of admission uh, to get into it. It is not yeah. an easy game, like you were saying, Ed. It, it's you cannot hack and slash your way. Nope. Um, they they make it very much a parry game. It's very much aggression, like Bloodborne, but it's more parrying and perfect parrying, more like the Sekiro games, but very tight parry windows. So you really have to read your enemies. You really have to learn the enemies, learn the bosses to figure out their combos, to figure out like timing, because there's different things in the game. You can do just a parry, and the parry is kind of cool because it doesn't take all your health. It takes a little bit of your health. But if you're aggressive and you go in and start whacking at the enemy, you can gain some of that health back, which is a really cool mechanic. And mm-hmm. it definitely balances that line of like, you need to stay aggressive, but also you need to be in there and parrying. Uh, and then there's also a perfect guard. So if you time it perfectly and hit it, uh, it basically starts to weaken the enemy. It can even break their weapon in some cases. Um, but it, once you stagger them enough, you can actually put a big hit on them and do some like, if you're used to Souls games, a visceral or like a big attack. Uh, which basically stuns them, and you can get some big damage in. But it's very, very aggressive with very aggressive parrying skills. So if you're just going in there, you know, just whacking the uh, the light and heavy attack buttons, you're you're not going to make it far in this game. Uh, and the dodging is not the best use. Not like how like Bloodborne's very dodge based. The Souls games are a little bit more dodgy and more block. This, you can dodge, but it doesn't do a lot. Uh, it helps in certain circumstances. I don't know about you. Um, I've had some circumstances where it's helped, but honestly, getting really good at parrying is that, that's your key to success in this game. Yeah, no, um, no, I, I agree with you when it comes to dodging, the, the difference between dodging and parrying on that game. No, I, I agree with you. Parrying is, the, is definitely the way to do it. When I first started, I was just trying to dodge and roll as much as I could. And I, yeah, it didn't work too well. It works on occasion for certain things, but uh, me learning how to parry is what's been saving my butt. 
and allow me to advance in the game, which it's been hard because I am not a good parrier at all. I am horrible. And it, it takes me a while because it's just having to learn to read the enemies and learning their move and the, every, all the things that they do and kind of learning it and getting the timing just right. It's been hard for me. It's been a challenge. And uh, it's uh, this game is definitely teaching me patience. Oh, um, yeah. It's weird, though, because <clears throat> normally sometimes I can play a game and I'll get frustrated and not want to pick it up again. This game, I'm like maybe fighting an enemy a gazillion times, like a million times what it feels like. But I don't know. It's just I will keep on wanting to go back, even though I've died like 50 times or 100 times, whatever. I'm just like, you know what? No, I'm going to go back. I'm going to defeat this thing somehow. So I just keep on going and going. It's it's very addicting. It gives you a rush. Weird it does. Enough. It's it's weird, but it's so much fun. Yeah, it's it's very addicting. Yeah, I mean, it's weird how these games are like they're they're punishing. You're going to die. And that's the whole thing of these games. Um, but if you're playing them right, when you do succeed on a boss or beat a really hard enemy or get to a certain area, the satisfaction is way higher. And I think that helps also with the immersion I was talking about earlier is you get so invested in this game and you start learning the enemies and, you know, advancing your skills, whether it's adding more stats to your character, building different weapons, which we'll go into a little bit later, uh, or doing whatever else you need to do. And then seeing that actually pay off, like, oh, I upgraded this weapon. Oh, this attack's really helping. Or my parrying skills are getting way better. And being able to pass enemies later on in the game that you had to struggle with at the beginning of the game. Like, that's a huge satisfaction also. Right. Like, you're getting better at the game. Your character's getting stronger. You're getting better at parrying. Um, but getting to the bosses, these bosses are very difficult. And if you're not <laughs> used know, to parrying, <laughs> like, you're... you're <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, we'll get but, into uh, that. But they're, they're very difficult. They're very unrelenting. Um, if you're not prepared to start blocking and parrying, these bosses could take you out in less than five seconds. Oh, if they got on you and you're just going in trying to like slash them, you are gone in five seconds. No questions asked. They are yeah, very no. aggressive bosses. Yeah, no, these but, uh, bosses. Yeah, no, these. Yeah, these if you want to talk about your experience with it. Sure. No, I was just going to say, um, right, Quay, is just no, these bosses are definitely those bosses that you have to be 100% focused. You can't be mm-hmm. like focused on other things, or right? you just got to be focused at the task at hand. Because if you're not, it's game over. You you literally will die in like less than five seconds. Oh yeah, uh, one hit can just take you out. If yeah, one two hits, but it's th- these bosses are just crazy, and it's uh it's very painful to just watch yourself die a hundred times. Oh, it it sucks. It's I I feel like it's a lot harder. Like coming from Bloodborne, <laughs> which has a ton of bosses and some amazing bosses. But there were there was a few bosses that you could they were gimmick bosses like they were easy you could cheese through them yeah um, or just with a little bit of like barely any skill you could knock them out um, there's two or three I can think of right off the top of my head I have not run into one boss and I'm finishing the, I think I'm finishing on like the eighth act right yeah, you're now. a little a oh, lot further than me just because I got stuck on a boss which I said we'll talk about <laughs> that in a minute oh yeah. But I'm I'm probably at 75-ish percent of the way through the game uh, at the time of recording this. And not one boss has been like, oh, that was simple. Um, I think my lowest amount, and I'm, again, I'm not great at these games. I'm getting a lot better. Bloodborne definitely helped, but 
anyways, I, I've tried, I think five was my lowest amount to beat a boss. Uh, but my most was the boss you got stuck on. And that took yeah. me, I don't even know how many tries, 35-ish. Uh, it was probably a good two, two and a half hours of trying on this boss. But if you want to yeah. talk about your grand story. Yeah, so uh, that <clears throat> same boss that took you like 35 tries took me, I would say, definitely 100 tries. I'm not even joking. 100 tries to beat this oh. dude. It was brutal. I was just getting destroyed. It was horrible. It was the hardest boss I've ever faced in my entire career in gaming, if you want to say career, whatever. It was, yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Like this dude, he's like I said, this dude can take you out in one, two hits. Mm-hmm. And when I first started, I was just trying to roll and dodge a lot which didn't work so it's one of those i had to get better at pairing and i know you would we'd be on the phones at at the exact same time like you'd be playing i'd be playing and you'd be trying to like help like almost coach and guide me through the fight is like a rocky movie Um, oh yeah definitely um and no this dude literally took me 100 tries to defeat him i it was horrible it probably took me I, i think i started him on friday and i think it was it was Saturday or Saturday. It was like you texted me at twelve oh six in the morning. Yeah, on Saturday nights so or Sunday. Yeah, going to um, Sunday. And yeah, you called me and texted me in all caps. I finally beat it. Yeah, because I, I I started I started Friday and played for a couple hours. Couldn't beat him. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be done for the night. I'm gonna go sleep, wake up, play again. I started playing. I think at like seven o'clock in the evening. Yeah. Or six. And it was like, yeah, midnight, a little after midnight when I finally called you and I was like, I beat him. So from six okay. to midnight, I was just trying to fight this <laughs> boss. That's almost literally almost a full day's work. Almost oh, eight yeah. hours, six hours. I was two hours short. One boss. A full day of like actual work. But I beat him and it was the greatest feeling ever. Now I just mm-hmm. so I beat him. So now I, there's a lot more bosses to to face. So um, we'll see. We'll see how many tries it takes. Hopefully not a hundred, but I hope um, not. I hear like I haven't gotten to it. I'm you know I've still got a few more bosses left. I hear the last few are absolutely brutal. So yeah. we'll we'll have fun with that. But <laughs> I'm looking at two, three, four hundred tries. Oh, at least you know, yeah. You know, I'm IGN. The review that I listened to, like I like his review. I thought it was a solid review, but. Um, he's full of crap when he said, "Oh, these bosses aren't that bad." <laughs> uh, I don't I, know what's it, wrong with him. That's to, a lie. It, it's definitely more difficult if you haven't played a game like this. If you've put a lot of time into Souls games, Sekiro, things that have a lot of parrying mechanics to them, it does come a little bit more naturally, I guess, because. Um, I, I can see both sides because I've been reading other people's reviews and everyone's everyone's polarized on it. Some are saying, oh, they're over-animated uh, movements on the bosses and they're easy to figure out. For me, I didn't think so. And a lot of other people were having a way harder time even than you, Ed. Like, yeah. There were some people who were like, I've been stuck on this boss for three, four days. So I can uh, feel a little bit better about myself then, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So there's some people really struggling on it. Um, there's some people who can't even get past the first boss. So. Yes. It depends on what your level is with this type of game. 
it is unrelenting. You need to get good at the game or the game's going to kick your butt. Oh, That's, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you can't. Like, my wife came by and she's watching me. She's like, this looks difficult. I was like, yeah, it is. She's like, can you lower the difficulty rating on this? It's like, not on these type of games. Like, there's one difficulty and it's kick your butt. Like, Yeah. You you get harder on these games. You do New Game Plus and it gets even more difficult. So there's there's not a difficulty. The and, difficulty is difficult. And another yeah. thing, yeah, 100%. Another thing about it, because I know some games you can, like, because, you know, there are items that you can throw and use towards the boss to help you. You know, like oh, other right. games, if you die, sometimes you can just like quit and do a, and find a load where you still have all your items and mm -hmm. just keep on doing that. No, this doesn't allow that. It's just once you use up your items, they're gone until you farm some more items. You can't oh, yeah. just go back to like previous load files, save files and just load whatever, you know, save file you want. You can't do that. It's just. Yeah, this is it. The game doesn't let you. Uh, yeah, no. and that's like a Souls game thing, which I like. Unless you want to be a yeah, unless you want to be a dirty, dirty boy, and you want to save scum. But just depends on what you are there. But yeah, uh, I I had to do it to get some endings of Bloodborne, but it's fine. It's okay. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, if if you really are really struggling on a on a section, it's not bad because games are fun. You mm -hmm. should you go into PlayStation. And even if you have a USB drive or cloud save, you can cloud save uh, on there. And then you can load in your cloud save uh, to your PlayStation after, like, say, there's a certain boss you're getting kicked your butt on or whatever. And then you can load, reload that cloud save and then start back from that location. Uh, smart. And you can just keep sneaky. doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if there's there's a section like you've got all the items you want or whatever, and you know it's a boss that's gonna kick your butt. You could do that. It takes more time. Um, but you can save that spot to the cloud. If you lose to the boss or lose to a section, you can go into your cloud save and load that save into your PlayStation and then go back into that same load. So and and honestly, that the boss that took me a hundred tries, it was honestly an item that made it happen towards the mm -hmm. end. I used the saw blade. Oh, I love and saw that blade. ended up saving me. If it wasn't for the saw blade, I wouldn't know what to do. Because using your uh, uh, what are they called? The little your little person that you can use uh, to help you during the fights. Oh, the specter. The specter. Yeah, he did absolutely nothing to help. Did, on that fight, he does absolutely. He nothing. was he was worthless. Yep. So it literally came down to me just having to get better and better. But it, it was cool, you know. Um, like after so many tries, I would notice, I'm like, oh man, I'm getting better. And before I knew it, like during the, the first part of the boss fight, my parries were solid. And then it was at that point, just figuring out the second half whenever he kind of yeah. changes how his fighting style, but yeah, it, it, it's crazy. You do see improvement and, yeah. um, leveling up your stuff. You actually do see improvement. Like when you level something up and upgrade all your stuff, you actually notice it. Cause there's lots of games where you upgrade and you're like, is this upgrade actually do anything? I'm really not sure. But on here, you definitely notice when you upgrade your stuff and level up your stuff. It's 100% noticeable, um, which That's is really what I love about those type of games. Uh, is And Bloodborne is the same way. Depending on the type of build you're building, when you start putting in you know, stuff to your build, uh, advancing your character, adding new stuff to your weapon, adding new weapons, uh, it, you can tell a difference. And even if you're having like I had 
there's some later bosses I was having some struggle with. So I go back to like the main hub area and rework some things, re-update some things, and then go back to it. I could tell an immediate difference with just a different strategy, a different set of weapons, maybe adding some different upgrades in the certain areas. I could tell a difference on how I wanted to play, and it, it reflected in that in my fighting and in the boss battle, which is extremely rewarding too. And I think that's the fun part about these games too, is if you are losing to a boss, it's okay, where am I getting killed at or what are the issues I'm having with and what can I do to you know redo my build redo my weapon set uh, redo attacks whatever it is to try to face the boss and when you do that and it's successful that's also extremely satisfying uh, I definitely had a few of those moments that were just okay yeah that's this build is clicking better or this weapon set is working really well on this enemy yeah, so no. that like you were saying, like all of that makes sense, and you can see that. And seeing that work and effort and kind of thought process, and then trying to figure out certain enemies and bosses, mm-hmm. makes the game even more fun. Yeah, no, uh, I've more trying to beat those bosses in yeah. those areas. Yeah, no, I've learned. I've been learning playing this game. It causes me to have to stop and just analyze how I'm playing and what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and makes me have to like be like, oh, I need to change up my strategy. I need to try this or maybe I should go and, you know, like level up my weapons and do this and do all these different things. Cause there's times where it's like, you're doing something. It's like, this isn't working. So you got to stop and literally figure out what can I do to change up my strategy. And it's, it's it's super cool. Like this game, it makes you think. And it Mm -hmm. also makes you think on your feet too. Cause there's just, when you're fighting a boss or fighting enemies, you got to think on your feet at times. Like when you're doing a move, you already have to be thinking about the next two, three moves that you're going to be doing. You can't just be thinking about this one, attack or dodge that you're doing you already got to be thinking about the future moves and dodges or whatever that you're going to do you can't just think of one thing so there's like a hundred things going through your brain all within a span of like two three seconds it's crazy and oh that's what's fun about them oh yeah and like you said the game is very difficult it's just it's hard but the game is fair it's just we we just we tell each other it's like the game really is fair it's just if you're not doing good it's literally because you probably suck and you just need Mm -hmm. to practice and get better like the game in actuality it is difficult it is very difficult and at times it's like this is not fair but when it comes down to it it is a fair game it's just you suck and you just got to get better is what it comes down to and that's what i'm having to do because i i'm not saying i'm great i suck with a capital s-u-c-k i suck (laughs) but um (laughs) but you're getting better i'm getting that's what i'm telling you is like yeah. if you can get through this game, I think you will have a really, really fun time with Bloodborne. Yeah, because no, the parrying system is different in Bloodborne, but you can dodge a lot more, a lot more attacks. So it's all the stuff you like too, without the really crazy parrying mm-hmm. capabilities. If you can, if once you get past this game, and then we probably play New Game Plus because we're masochists and yeah. we want ourselves anymore. Go play Bloodborne. It is absolutely worth it. You, I think after this game, you'll have a really fun time with Bloodborne. Oh, I'm, I'm excited for Bloodborne. Uh, yeah. uh, this is like open my eyes. I'm like, man, this is just open up a whole new world of gaming for me. So I'm very excited for the uh, all future games that I'll be playing. That's this style of gaming. So, um, like, it's, it's awesome. I, this was one that I was just, I was so afraid of, and I know you were the same way. Of like, oh yeah. I, I mean, I, I tried to. I've owned Bloodborne since 2015 when it came out. And I've tried to play it three, four different times. 
and I get to the first boss, I beat the first boss, and then I kind of start getting lost, and then I just stop playing. Um, the walkthrough really helped, and I think it helped have my appreciation for the game more, but also build my confidence in that style of game and that particular game more as well. Mm-hmm. Where going into Liza P, it's not as open. It's a li- It's definitely more linear, which I'm okay with. Yeah, I like the fact like if you've ever played other FromSoft Souls games, the the story is very cryptic. It's only it's embedded inside of like uh, armor specifications and notes that you find and little tiny dialogue you have with random NPCs throughout scattered around the world. So it the story is not fed to you and trying to figure out the plot and everything is not the easiest thing in those games where Liza P does feed you the story. And there is great cutscenes and great dialogue and a ton of really cool stuff that you can find, secrets and books and all this other stuff that give you even more insight. Uh, And you can even talk to a lot of the other characters that you see in the game, and there's a ton of dialogue. So if you want to learn more about the game and learn about more of the different cities and events, there's someone out there that you can talk to that gives you even more insight Yeah, and then gives you insight on their past. And it's cool, like, whenever I, you know, pick up books or notes or letters or whatever, and, you know, there's lots of games where I'll find stuff like that. Because obviously, you know, lots of games, there's things you can pick up throughout in the world. But sometimes I really never read this stuff. But on this game, I actually do read, like, the books and the letters and stuff because it just adds to this already incredible story. And it just helps you understand it that much more. And so it's it's been cool just kind of reading all the different things that I find. And also, yeah, just... I think they just painted a picture so much better mm-hmm. in this game. Yeah, like I don't know, it's just a world. I don't know if it's just me and you, or if it's just how they did the game. But when I think of other games, the ones I really think of is like, again, we'll put the Starfield thing in, but Bethesda games, mm-hmm. like in Skyrim, Elder Scrolls, Fallout. You find books and writings and scrolls or whatever throughout the entire game in both of them. But it just, it never, to me, feels like it adds to the story. Yeah. No. It's like some little side character or something I don't care about. Or it's so, like, weird and cryptic, it doesn't make sense. For this, the story is, it's fed to you in a way that you understand it, but it makes you intrigued with it. And they only feed you a little bit at a time. Yep. And I, I think it adds that mystery to it, where when you do find something, I, I feel like the things you find, like the books and stuff, add something to the main story Mm -hmm. or a lot of other video games in my opinion don't they're just kind of there i agree so i yeah i mean i i think i like that too and i think that like you were saying with reading it and we hadn't talked about that either Mm -hmm. on like reading the different letters and books and all that it definitely does add to the story Mm -hmm. It, it does so yeah no everywhere i go if i like i said if i see a book or just something or even if I'm talking to a random person, I, I make sure to pay attention to the dialogue and just really try to, because I, I just want to learn about this world and I want to learn about the story that's going on around me because it's such an incredible story. It's a cool, basically, retelling of, or whatever of Pinocchio. And it's such, they did such a great job. Like the studio, they came out with the game literally right next to starfield like these games basically came out around at the exact same time and this game is killing it one i think it has a way better story than what starfield has and it's like i said we better graphics better graphics 
It's got <laughs> Unreal Engine. Starfield doesn't. So there's that. Um, but just they put so much work into the story, like because they're they're you know studio that no one knows about, and we've talked about this with little studios. Yeah. What's cool about these studios is they put their heart and souls into this game, and you can tell when you play this game, like they put everything into this game to make it the best mm-hmm. game that it could th- that it could be and it's incredible like starfield has nothing on this game yeah bethesda's ma- still made a butt ton of money off of the game but oh, yeah. just the <clears throat> the quality of the game is you, it doesn't doesn't compare it's you know quality over quantity like they yeah. this this studio they figured it out and they delivered and i think this game I don't think like I don't know think it's going to win game of the year or anything like that but I think it's going to be one of those games that's going to be memorable. I definitely feel it's it's going to gain a cult following if it hasn't already. This is going to be one of those games that's talked about for a long time and definitely. I'm excited to see what what the studio is going to do for future titles. Absolutely. I mean they the, this no name studio came out with this you know, Souls clone, which is a very hard genre to get into. Mm-hmm. I mean, FromSoft has like just locked this genre down, and there's definitely a handful of games in the style that are really, really good. Mm-hmm. But this game came out of kind of nowhere. I remember yeah. uh, watching it last year uh, and seeing yeah. the reveal trailer, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool looking. Yeah. Like, I, I like what I'm seeing." Uh, and then after playing Bloodborne, I got really, really hyped for it. And then mm-hmm. the demo that came out was amazing. Like, it was a great demo. Uh, it gave you a couple hours of gameplay. Uh, so it, it was phenomenal there, too. And I think it really kind of, a lot of people started playing that demo and were like, oh, this is actually going to be really good. And once you get into the game and get into the main story and start figuring out all the, you know, just stuff you can do, I mean, it's a very involved game. And there's a lot of cool things you can do. And it's got a ton of replayability, uh, just with item collecting as well as just different builds. I mean, it, playing like new game plus and stuff you could go in and have different builds and with different weapons because the weapon assortment is awesome there's some really really cool weapons and there's something that benefits every play style Mm -hmm. Uh, but the other thing i really really like about the weapon thing is the fact that you can do the different handles Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've played around with that or not yet i haven't played around with it much in this just because i don't have like a lot of weapons yet but i think i'm finally starting to get into the the part in the game where i think weapons are really going to start um appearing i'll probably start collecting a gazillion weapons so i have a feeling i'm about to probably start messing with my weapons and combining like the handles and the blades and doing all that sort of stuff so i am curious about it i haven't done it quite yet um but um i'm pretty sure i'm getting to that point in the game where that's gonna start becoming a thing for me so I'm, i'm definitely curious and excited to see what i can come up with and see how it yeah it's it's a really cool mechanic that they introduced uh because the the blades uh, so basically what you can if you get a weapon you can mix and match the handles and blades so like if there's a certain blade that you really really like but you're wanting a move set from a different handle if you put a different handle on there you can get a different set of moves whether you want a slashing or a stabbing or Whatever the case may be, if there's a moveset you really, really want, say maybe for a boss, which I've done before, but you want a certain blade because it adds more damage or does elemental damage or whatever it is, you can do that and you can play around with it. And they give you a really great testing area in the hub world where you can go out there. It's right next to where you can craft your weapons. You can go over there. You can 
test out your weapons and see if you like them uh, before going into battle, which I think is a really, really cool way of doing it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus just trying to build it, go into a boss battle, get your butt kicked, and then have to go back. Is Do you have a, a favorite build that you like so far as when it comes to combining uh, different weapons? Uh, I, I have stayed a lot stock um, with them because I have liked each weapon with their handle respectively. Mm-hmm. But there have been a couple of times where I have swapped handles in certain boss fights. So, for instance, there was one where I had my fire dagger, which I really, really liked that fire dagger, but I needed longer range on it, and I wanted more slashing movement because of this particular boss fight. So, because with the fire dagger, if you hit them enough, then you can basically burn them. And when you burn your uh, enemy or boss, the more you hit them, the more damage it does, and it keeps expanding. So you're doing a ton of damage if you can get that burn on them. But I wanted the different handle, so I used the handle off the uh, the electric. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, it's basically an electric hammer. Yeah. So I get that move set, but then I pop in the uh, the flame dagger, uh, which gives me that flame damage, but with the move set of the electric hammer, which yeah. worked out really well. Uh, but it's just one of those things. Like it was that the electric hammer is one of those weapons I also use as well, but the fire damage did more in that particular boss fight. Mm-hmm. So, I, which I think is really, really cool. And the fact that you can play it, and that's what we were talking about earlier, is you're playing this boss and like, okay, what do I need to do different to do more damage to him or to hey, leverage this boss fight a little bit more? They give you the tools. Mm-hmm. It's still not an easy game, but they give you the tools to cater your play style with whatever you're facing, mm-hmm. which I, I think is a really cool way versus just like, in other games, you just have different, you know, weapons. And okay, this weapon does better, but now I'm not doing, you know, the fire damage. Or yeah. I'm not doing this, or now I don't have the reach. Where with this, you can mix and match and really help out, you know, trying to tailor the play style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that it, it it's super cool, like all the different things that's when it comes to weapons. So like as you said, I'm I'm excited to start being able to mix and match. It just adds to the whole immersiveness, just being mm-hmm. in just customization of, of, you know, doing stuff in the game. So I'm very, very excited to get into that um, and just see what it's what it's all about. Like I said, because you're like I said, you're a way, way further than me. Um, I'm literally at a chapter where the game just opened up a lot, <laughs> which you told me it's like now that you're here, the like it's yep. going to open up a lot. And it really has. So yeah. I'm very excited to see um, what what the game has in store, which death is definitely going to be in store for me. That's 100% guaranteed. I'm oh, there's way more ahead of you. Let's be very there's, real. You're going to yeah, die yeah, a oh, lot yeah. more. There's there, there's a part of me that wants to know. Then there's a part of me that doesn't. I would I don't know if there is. I doubt there is. Maybe I don't want to know. But it would be cool to kind of see like a a death count to see how many times I've died. There's a tiny part of me that wants to know, but there's a big part of me that doesn't because I know there's at least a hundred. Um, I'm definitely yeah. way past that, but um, I'm definitely in the hundreds. It'll probably be in the thousands. Um, just... Oh yeah, you're gonna it. Yeah, you're gonna die a lot more, but it's okay. They they throw so many things at you to trip you up in this game, mm-hmm. and you just have to learn and adapt. And d- part of dying is part of the game. Yep. Like you die, and you're like, okay, why did I die? Okay, it, it, I didn't parry enough, or 
oh, this enemy blindsided me and I didn't see him or whatever it is. And you learn from it. So it's kind of like a, a, a roguelike game in a way and a little bit where every round you can get better, but it's not because you get more skill mm-hmm. like points or anything. It's because your skill is improving. Yeah. Um, so I, I do like that a lot. Uh, is It's punishing, but if you take the time to immerse yourself in that world and to learn from your mistakes, you'll get a lot of reward out of the game. Mm-hmm. Like This game, I have definitely yelled and screamed way more for beating even a mini boss. I mean, we even talked about the mini bosses. Oh man, those like, mini bosses, they they don't play. Those mini bosses are tanks. They are just uh they're they're beefy. They are sponges to attacks. Uh and they have just some devastating movesets. Some of these for mini, a mini boss. Yeah, some of these mini bosses in quotations are harder than like final bosses I've faced in yeah. And previous and other games that I've played, like definitely, they are ridiculous. But it's so much. Like I said, it's so much fun. It's just like you die. And you're like, oh, I'm gonna go do it again. And you just, I don't know. It's just, yeah. You get a this like. If you immerse in it, you will yeah. get better. Yeah. And if you learn from your mistakes and you learn the move sets, you will get better. Mm-hmm. You just have to get good at parrying. And when you do figure it out, and you start getting like those perfect blocks, because you can see them, because like you'll hear a big ding from your sword, and it will mm-hmm. go red for a second. That's a really satisfying moment, oh, especially when you're getting them back to back to back. Yeah, oh, and, and then you get that big hit, and you just like well on them. It's oh, and then you see their health just like drop. It's oh, it's, it's great. great. I, I will say during the moments of the stagger. So mm-hmm. basically, there, there's a part where you're perfect blocking them enough, pairing them enough, hitting them enough. You get a stagger, and what it does is on their health bar will show like a white blinking outline. And you basically have a small window to go in and do a, one of your big charged attacks. You have to do a fully charged big attack on the guy. If you can get it on, then basically he gets stunned. You go up to him and you can do like a big combo hit. Um, and that is extremely satisfying. But my heart races every time. Because I oh, yeah. now you got to figure out the window where you can get close enough to the enemy to do a charged attack, which is you vulnerable for like two seconds to whack him uh like the other day i was doing one and i just he was literally in the air doing his big red like fury attack which those you can only perfect block you can't parry him you're not dodging out of the way like if you're far if you're far away that's about the only way you're gonna get past it besides a perfect guard and i literally charged it up as he was coming down to whack me my charge attack went in and hit him and i got the first hit on him and it staggered him, and I was able to do the big hit, which was extremely satisfying. But that timing window was milliseconds. It's a very, 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 very small window. Very, 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 times infinity small. And that's where, like, learning the movesets of these enemies and learning, like, how they string things together. And it is random. It's not like your old school days where it's, okay, your boss is going to start out with this attack. And then, you know, the second phase, they're going to do that first attack plus add one more. And then the third phase, they're going to do that plus add one more. And it's the same thing every time. This, Mm -hmm. they have the same movesets, but what they start out with and what they combo into and all that is very random. Yep. I haven't had one boss so far that has had, like, the same 
progression every time. Like they do something different every single time I yep. face them. Yep. No, uh, which I like a lot. Oh yeah. It, it makes it fun. Cause it, it keeps you on your mm-hmm. toes or if they do kind of do something and just kind of repeat it for a little bit, they'll do it just until you get comfortable and you're like, Oh, I got this. And they'll just completely change it up on you. That happened to me a couple oh, yeah. of times where it's just like, Oh, I think I got it. They're doing this, this, and this. So he did this during at this part. So he should do this next and he would do it. But then there finally come a part where he just like does not do it. And then he kills me. And then I'm like, well, crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. There, there's definitely those where the I, I've gotten caught off guard a few times where they have the same movesets mm-hmm. and I'm getting in the rhythm and I'm like, I got this like you were saying. And then they'll come out with some other move I hadn't seen yet. Yeah. And it's some like hidden back pocket move. And it'll just like it'll kick you out of the way or whack you, and I'm like, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. Um, or the ones like I've definitely I don't know if you've had this yet, but and this is I don't find this a flaw in the game. This is more of you need to be very aware of your surroundings. Is I've been backed into a corner. Oh, that definitely and many bosses and bosses. Yeah, and you're unless you have the because you're taking the blow at that point. You do not get out of corners. No. That happened to me, that that boss that took me a gazillion tries. There Mm -hmm. was a couple times where he got me into a corner and it was game over. I could not do anything. I was I was screwed. I was out of luck. It was Yeah. Yeah, like two seconds and I was like game over. It's like, well, there's nothing I can do. I just gotta sit here and just take it and just start You either eat it and hopefully you can get out and be able to heal and have enough heals to be able to get through it. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's yeah that that's a hard one. But some I, I was reading some people and watching some people that did complain about that. I don't really have a complaint about it because it's more realistic mm-hmm. and it's you need to survey your environment as well as the enemy. So if you backed yourself into a corner, that's your fault. That's my yeah. fault for backing into oh, a corner. Yeah. And I should have done better at surveying, you know, my area, trying to dodge in a certain way, whatever the case may be. So. Yeah, it sucks, and it's frustrating, uh, especially if you get towards the end of a boss and they corner you, and you're out of heals, then, okay, next run. Yep. Um, but I, I don't find that an issue, personally. I oh, find no. that more of a challenge I, in a good way. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. I, I enjoy the challenge. It's like everything that happens, if something happened to me, like I said, it, it's not because the game's unfair. It's just because I screwed up, and I need to get mm-hmm. better, so I enjoy the the challenge of that and the challenge of just learning it's yeah. it's it's a fun different way to play video games that i've never experienced before so i'm i'm enjoying every minute of it it's i don't know it's like ignited this sense of gaming that uh, this love of gaming i feel that i haven't had in a while like i love gaming and i know you do too yeah. we both love gaming it's why we do this podcast it's why we do what we do but playing this i feel like in a sense, kind of like a little kid having that excitement of like waking up and just wanting to turn on my console and play all day. It's bringing that back, that joy of just yeah. like, oh man, I, 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 I just want to wake up. I want to play. I just want to play all day. It's just, I have that excitement that I haven't felt yeah. in a game in so long. And it's, it's really cool to be able to experience that again. Um, so there's that too, that I really, that I'm enjoying with the game. I think that's just, that's why I love it. It's just, bringing back this love of gaming that I forgot existed. Oh yeah. Do you, do you think that has something to do with the difficulty spike in the game and the reward at the end of it? 
Oh, 100%. It's the that feeling of, it's like I keep, I'm dying, I'm getting knocked down, but then I get back up and I finally do it. And it's such a rewarding feeling. It feels so yeah. good. And I, that's what it is to me. It's just that I did it. And, you know, and then I get to, I, you know, I go yell at my wife and tell her, I did it. I beat the boss. I did it. I call you or text you. I'm like, I did it. And then yeah. it's just such a great feeling. And yeah, it's the it reward. Is. It's just the rush that you get of. It is beating. I, I think like you were saying, like it takes you back to like the kid thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it has something to do with the difficulty of it. Cause even the games we had as kids were definitely more difficult. Oh yeah. And they were kind of the same thing. This is definitely a lot more elaborate and more open and all that, but mm-hmm. you have a certain level and I'm trying to get past this, you know, certain boss or certain area and I keep dying. And when you do, if you're really invested in the game and it's a really good game that invests you in that world, you're thinking about it constantly. Yep. And I haven't had that much. Like Bloodborne was the first time I really had that uh, again for a while, but I was following a walkthrough. So with Liza P, I'm doing this all on my own and I'm having that more and more where it's like, I've definitely turned off my console and be like, okay, I need the rest. Yep. And I've been sitting there like about to go to sleep or you know, eating dinner or whatever it is. And I'll think about something and be like, oh, I need to go do this or I need to try yeah. this. And I'll run and blow the game back up and try a couple more tries. Uh, and usually that works, but I, I think it does have something to do kind of like the nostalgic of back in the day where games were more difficult. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you didn't have as many walkthroughs. And in playing a game that's brand new, there's not a ton of yep. you know walkthroughs out there readily available yet. So it, it kind of takes you back to those days of you have to figure it out on your own. Or you're talking with friends on the phone. Yeah, there's like that. we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I've like, man, I haven't like, I was like thinking about it, honestly, literally. Yeah, you saying that. I haven't just had to like talk to a friend or anything about a game like that in a long time. Yeah. I'm like, hey, what, what the heck do I need to do? I can't get past yeah. this. And then having your friend tell you, oh yeah, this is what you need to do. Try this, this, and this. And if this doesn't work, yep. well, I figured out that this can work too. So, yeah, no, I, I haven't done that in a long time because you got the internet now you've got youtube you've yeah. got so many videos you've got walkthroughs you've got the internet to help you out but yeah with this game there's there's stuff out there but it's not a lot a lot but it's it's slowly coming out now but it's just yeah having you tell me what to do or me giving you advice on the game yeah. um you know it's just it's it's been a, it's a lot of fun it's it like i said it's just like being a kid again and just having to figure okay. it out on your own ask friends and just really mm-hmm. dig deep to figure out how am I going to beat this game? It's oh, been yeah. a very enjoyable experience. So, um, absolutely. And it takes you back to those, like the original walkthrough, which was the, uh, the cafeteria at school. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you sit down for lunch and you're like, Oh, I've been trying to get past this part in the game or this and this. And that's where you're starting to, you know, have all the banter and, Oh, I got past this this way or mm-hmm. oh, I'm struggling too. And then you, you're excited for the rest of the day to go back home and try this game out. Um, I remember one game specifically for me that I did that and it was the same thing. It was every day at lunch. I'd talk about it. And uh, even on the phone, I would call a friend and we'd talk about the game, try to beat certain areas or what they expect. But that was kingdom hearts, uh, the original one. Mm -hmm. And that was really the way, because there wasn't really guides or anything. Like I, I ended up printing out for that game. I printed out like paper guides that were just, written like just okay you need to turn left and turn right there were no walkthrough guides there was no pictures there was no nothing so i had that which was very cryptic 
mixed with a couple other friends that we talk about different things with. Uh, and for me, I think that's the only way. I, I mean, I 100% of that game beat every boss, level 100 on everybody. But it, it takes me back to that time frame as well. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's not a lot out there, and there's little things you can watch here and there. But if you kind of turn off the walkthroughs, you turn off the YouTube, you turn off all of that, and it's just like you and a couple of buddies trying to beat this game. Yep. Yeah. There's something really rewarding with that, too. There is. Yeah, no, this game... Honestly, and we and like we haven't talked about this like previously before the podcast. We've obviously we have talked about lies yep. of people. We haven't talked about this of just like it taking us back. Um, it's mm-hmm. um, where was I was gonna say where was I going with this? Yeah, no, it's just uh, it's it's been really cool just going through this. It you know oh yeah, taking us back more to the old ways of gaming where you just have to figure it out, yeah. ask a friend. Or today, all day while I was at home working, the entire day, I was just like, is it 5.30 yet? I just want to play my mm-hmm. video games. Like, Heck I don't yeah. care about anything else. I just want to, it's like me at school. Like, I'm not paying attention to the teacher. I'm not paying yep. attention to anything. I'm just like, I want to play my video game. I just want to go home. And then when the bell rings, you, you're running out the door. You don't care about anyone else you're just like beelining it to your home so you can go sit on your couch, yeah, turn on the game and play some video games. That that was me today. And also um, I think this morning, I'm pretty sure I woke up at like three, four in the morning and just kind of laid there for a few <laughs> minutes, just thinking about the game and strategizing in my head what I'm going to do next and then passed out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I was like, man, this is, this hasn't sparked something like yeah. gaming hasn't sparked anything like this in a long time for me, but this game, it's it's like I'm a kid again. It's like I'm six years old, ten years old, whatever. Just a little Ed or mm-hmm. you, little Stuart. Just uh, yeah, gaming as a kid. It's I mean, a, just it's it, it brings back like we're talking about. It brings back the nostalgia, but just like the like the dopamine rush you get from it, and oh, the yeah. adrenaline rush you get from it, from you know, from the fact that you're dying. Like you go into a new area. I I love doing it. It always scares the crap out of me. But when you start turning a corner and it's like a new area and you're like, I don't know what's going to jump out. I don't know what enemies there, what's going to happen. That's a huge high. And oh, then yeah. the fact that when you figure out a boss and you beat him, that's also a big one. I, it, it hits that rush and mm-hmm. that thing you're looking for. And it's like, okay, the work I'm putting into it, the strategizing, the fact that I'm trying to get better at the game is paying off mm-hmm. and it is working. And on top of that, when you do, the story is amazing so the reward for that is also even more story and more development and even more things to upgrade your character with Mm -hmm. so it's just this constant evolution of just adding more and more to this game and that's what i like about it like i'm even you know about three quarters away through Mm -hmm. at this point and i can't wait to play the last few chapters in the game uh, to explore more of the story explore more what's going to happen and figure out all the different endings and i mean it's an incredible game it's probably one i'll probably play again and probably do a new game plus for 100 percent. but the the last thing i want to talk about this game and you haven't gotten to them yet and i've only gotten two of them but they killed it with the record tracks oh yeah i was gonna eventually bring that up oh my goodness so like the music in this game is good like the regular music for the areas is good but there's a collectible you can get, which are records. And I think there's like 16 or something of them throughout. 
And there's a record player in the main hub world called Hotel Crot. And when you get them, you can pop a record in and you see like the old school, like putting it in, dropping the needle and you can back out of it. And the whole time you're in the hub world, you can listen to the record. And there's one song on there that is, it is so good. And I've listened to most of them now. They're all really good songs. They all kind of take that like late 19th century feel and kind of give it that like, I don't know, jazz. Oh yeah. Like a little steampunk to it. Like it's, oh, it just works so well. I I think they're all original uh, compositions. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I tried, but they awesome. Yeah, I tried uh, looking up on Spotify earlier, and I couldn't find them. So I think they're yeah, yeah they're original. Um, it's yeah, I think it's, they are. Yeah, so it was written made for the game, which is cool. But yeah, no, you you sent me the YouTube of the first one, um, oh. and I listened to it, and I was like, oh man, this is great. I was like imagining myself. I like closed my eyes for a second. I just imagined myself yeah. like at a jazz club, just mm-hmm. chill listening to someone singing and then you have the band playing and i'm just imagining oh, yeah. me like having an old-fashioned maybe smoking a cigar just, yeah like living my best life that's when it comes to clubbing that's my kind of clubbing by the way is literally oh, yeah. super chill oh, yeah. which i don't really i don't i love a good jazz club which i don't go to them often there is one near me that's really cool i haven't gone to in a while but um if i do go clubbing in quotations um it's gonna be like a jazz club or somewhere super chill Mm -hmm. where i'm just listening to some good music hanging out with a couple friends just having a good drink smoking a cigar or something like that that's that's a good time to me that and that's what that made me think of too listening to that was a bop and then when we went to go get food earlier today my wife was in the car with me i was like oh you got to listen to this song it's from the game Stuart sent it to me and then she listened to it and she's like holy crap this is amazing this is really cool yeah it's good music it is like i and i'm not usually and it, we, we talked about it earlier too but i'm not a big collectible person in games usually to actually look at them like i get them to get achievements or whatever mm-hmm. but i don't really look at them this is the first time like i pop that record in and i heard the first five ten seconds i literally dropped my controller and listened to the entire four minute song yeah. in the game Literally just like close my eyes and listen to the song. They are that good. And it just, it adds so much to mm-hmm. the game and it just works so well. Yeah. I love that. Like, they, they didn't have to do that. No. It's something small and random and collectible in the game. They didn't have to make it that good. Yeah. No, but they, they, they did like that song. Just the, you have the lady singing. It's super. It's super chill. It's and it almost has a haunting feeling to it, which goes with the game. But she has like oh, yeah. this haunting sound to her voice, and um, but then you have like this piano melody that kind of comes in. It's sprinkled in there, and then you have uh, I believe it's the the muted trumpet, kind of the. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just. Time. It's like. Ah, it's hard to explain. Like again, we've talked about it in uh, in the past, but we're both you know musician, music yeah. majors in college. That's how we met. So like the music aspect, we really enjoy, and I love jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of what I played a lot of, and that it's just one of those like I love that genre and style. Yeah. It kind of takes you back to like the the old laid back, oh yeah, like Rat Pack era, mm-hmm. uh, which is more revitalization of it, but like that type of just chill good vocals it's in a it's in a kind of minor key so it makes it kind of that 
know, creepy sound in the yeah. background. Yeah, it's like it's it just creepy. works. It's creepy, but it's a gorgeous song. I need to listen to the other, but that first one that I listened to, that it it's yeah. gorgeous. Like um, it is. It's that's my favorite one. Um, this there I've listened to the whole thing now. There's some other ones that are really really good too. Just that one is probably my favorite. Uh, it's also the first one that I got at least. I don't know if it's the first one you get or not, but. Um, yeah, that one just yeah, it's good. Like, it is really, really good. Honestly, if they came out with a vinyl record with those songs on it, I would buy yeah. it. Oh, or, I was waiting for them to release like a edition with the songs, like a CD or something. Oh yeah, no, I would. Oh, media, there you go. But oh, I would buy it in a second. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like it's the music is great. So man, we've it is. It's been an hour. It does not seem like it's oh, been man. an hour. Like it's been. <laughs> Uh, but as you can tell, we really are enjoying this game. Yeah. And it's incredible. Hopefully, y'all, someone wants to try this game out. I definitely recommend it. Again, it is punishing. If you've never played a Souls game before, be prepared. But if you're invested in it and you want to get the most out of that game, the game will give you 110% mm-hmm. out of it. Yep. It is amazing. Right now, it's probably... And I'll I'll update once I finish the game. It's probably my favorite game of the year so far that I've played. Um, out of all the other games that I've there's come a out lot of I've great games with... that have come out this year, and continuing to come out this year. Like oh yeah, that are great, that are phenomenal games. Diablo Four, Tears of the Kingdom, you know, Resident Evil Four remake. The list goes on and on and on and on. Um, but right now, for me, that's probably my top game of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I think it'll probably be the same thing for me right now. Um, yeah. Like like you said, it's everything about this game is incredible. There's not really anything that I can think of. That I'm like, oh, this is horrible. It's been amazing. Obviously, there's it's always hard. Yeah, it's hard, and obviously, there's always things that can be improved upon. But, um, it's it's an incredible game. So, like as you said, if if you want to play, go pick it up. It it. If you've never played a game like this, you know, it it can seem very overwhelming and terrifying, but just give it a shot. I was a little scared going into it because I've never played a game like this. I knew it was going to be difficult, but it's so worth it. It is punishing. Um, You're going to have to pay your dues, but it's so worth it. It's an amazing experience that I think will live with you. If If you love gaming, just pick it up. Do it. Yeah. If you love immersive story games, which is my, I, I know you too, that's yeah. one of my favorite genres. Uh, it definitely gives you back what you put into it. Mm-hmm. Like If you're okay with the punishment, it is uh, 10 out of 10 recommend for me. Yep. And I imagine Ed's probably going to say the same. 10 out of 10. Yeah, definitely. Pick it up. It, it's hard, but pick it up. But yep. man, we've been talking a lot about this game and I want to play this game. So I think we should... Uh, we should wrap it up yeah. for today's episode. Yeah, I know. We Thank were- y'all so much again for listening. Yeah. I know it's been a while, but we appreciate it. Yeah, I n- I know we were gonna we we did have a plan to talk about um the gaming convention because we did go to a gaming convention and we still are a retro podcast always. That's still yeah. our thing, but we just we had to talk about this game. It's literally it's incredible, but we talked a little bit. It got a little retro. And we talked about being kids and gaming. Well, we talked but- about. Yeah, we next, tied it in. We, yeah, we tied it we in. We always tied in. Yeah, we always yeah. tied in. But next next podcast, we, we'll just do a, a 
we'll talk about the convention and all the cool stuff that we found and what we did. Um, cause that was a lot of fun. Um, it was. so we'll talk about it in the next podcast, but, uh, definitely we'll give a full podcast for that yeah, one. We'll Liza a full, P deserves a full, oh, yeah. full episode. Oh yeah. So Liza P podcast. It needs to be done. What a great game. And I'm about to go play it again. <laughs> Once we're yeah, done. Exactly. I'm going to go torture myself, but yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I know we're going to be back on a schedule now, so we've got some awesome episodes planned. October is going to be an insane game month. So again, we're retro podcast in some aspects, but we also play new games. So I think we're going to be talking a lot about some new games that are coming out, uh, especially getting into October timeframe. So we're looking forward to those going to put a lot of time into, uh, you know, some Spider-Man two, and then we're both stoked for that one. Uh, so Definitely look forward to a lot of episodes. Again, appreciate everyone for listening. Thanks for holding on to the uh, the small break, unplanned break that we had. Yep. Uh, but we're back on it every week. We'll we'll have a, a podcast for the foreseeable future. So. Yeah. If not, we'll both uh, go to yeah. the corner of shame. Yes, yes. That corner of shame is it's getting a couple cobwebs on it. But, yeah, a couple cobwebs. Yeah, so we'll send it in eventually. Yeah. But you have anything else before we sign out? I do not. I've got nothing. All righty. Let's uh, we'll sign out and go play some Lies of Peace. So, uh, thank yeah. y'all so much for listening. And until next time, peace out and game on. Peace.